everybody this is pastor freddie williams and i hope and pray everyone has had an awesome awesome morning already um i just want to come and add um my two cents to the story of how good god has been i know that there's pastors all over um the world that is using facebook and different platforms as a matter of fact as i speak to you right now i'm on, I'm on facebook as well as I'm on my podcast, and I'm also on uh, my conference call line. So um, have different avenues of trying to get out the Word of God. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and pray, and I'm just going to dive right into this message that the Lord has laid upon my heart this morning. Let us pray. Father, we come now to say thank you. God, thanking you for this awesome moment in time. God, thanking you for the opportunity that you have given all of us to be alive and to be able uh, to gather together in this way. Now, Father God, we ask of you, God, to have thine own way in this service and every other service on every other platform with every other pastor and every other preacher, every other individual that's trying to share encouragement all around the world. We, God, we ask you to have your way. God, I pray right now, God, that I decrease, God, and I allow you to increase. Father God, just have your way. Father God, I ask you to touch the sick, touch those that can't move, touch those that are being affected by this virus, those that are being affected by this financial crisis. God, I ask you to touch them in a special way. But I pray, God, that this word that you have for me to share this morning will bless them and bless their spirits in a special way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So let's jump right into the word. Um, I'm going to be coming from um, the book of Genesis. The book of Genesis starting around um, the, I'm going to say around the 37th chapter because that's when this particular story that I'm dealing with, that's when it takes place and that's when it starts. I'm talking about Joseph this morning. And if you've heard the story of Joseph before, 
then you know that Joseph was a dreamer. The Bible says that not only was Joseph a dreamer, but he was also the favorite of his father Israel. Okay? He was the favorite of his father Israel. He was a dreamer, and he was the favorite of his father Israel. Israel. I want you to get that in your mind for, for a few minutes. I, I re, if you've ever been to my ministry, you know I repeat things that I believe is going to be important to the text. And Joseph was a dreamer, but he was also the favorite of his father. Joseph had something special that was given to him by his father, and that was a coat of many colors. His brothers didn't have that coat. Nobody else in the family had that coat. Joseph had that coat. And that leads me um, to Two of my topics for today, they're the same topic, but I want to give it to you in present tense, and, and that is, I'm blessed. If you're blessed this morning, I want you to type in Facebook Live, or I want you to just go ahead and type, I'm blessed. If you know that you're blessed, I want you to go ahead and type in, I'm blessed. And then, uh, and then when I get into the message a little bit, I'm going to change the title just a little bit. Okay, so the title right now is I'm blessed. And the reason that that Jacob knew that he was blessed was because he had something from the father that nobody else had. And that was the coat of many colors. Can I tell everybody on this conference call? Can I tell everybody on Facebook that you have something that only the father has given you? You have something on the inside of you. You have something that God himself has only given you. Yeah, I know you live in a house that looks like somebody else's house. I know you drive a car that looks like somebody else's car. But I promise you, God has placed something on the inside of you like nobody else has. And it's time for you to use it to God's advantage. Lord have mercy. It's time for you to lose what God has given you to his advantage. Because Jacob had the coat of many colors. The Bible says Jacob was a dreamer. Notice I keep repeating myself. The Bible says Jacob was a dreamer. And here's what I want to tell you about the dream. Don't let nothing take your dream away from you. Some of you dream about, about being business owners. Some of you dream about being preachers and pastors. Some of you dream about being singers and all of this stuff. And, and sometimes what we have done is we've allowed life circumstances to take away our dream. And what I need you to know today is you cannot allow life circumstances to take away your dream. Lord have mercy. Watch this. You know the story. Jacob, excuse me, uh, Joseph... Um, told his brothers about the dream that he had and the brothers got mad and they did different things to him along the journey. They, 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 they beat him. They, they, he was put into a pit. He was sold into slavery. They lied to the father, told the father that, he's, that he, was, he was dead. They took the coat. He was thrown into slavery. He was sold. Um, he, he, he had somebody accuse him uh, uh, of raping them. He, he went to prison again and, and he met a baker uh, and they had a dream. And all these dreams that they had, all the stuff that Jacob Joseph went to, I keep saying Jacob because whether you know it or not, they are synonymous one to another uh, because Jacob's name was changed to Israel. Israel is Joseph's father. So, so, so what happened was, Lord have mercy, after all, and I'm not going to keep you long this morning, after all Joseph went through, <laughs> I got to pause. Let me stop. Let me say it again. His brothers despised him. They took his coat. They put blood on his coat. They told the father he was dead. They sold him into slavery. 
while in slavery, while going through, a woman accused him of, of raping her. All these things he went through. And watch this. At the end of the story, he still was victorious. Now, I remember what I told you a few seconds ago. I told you uh, um, my title this morning was I'm Blessed. Ah, oh, but now I got to switch it up a little bit and change it to I'm still blessed. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying that after all the things that Joseph went through, he was still blessed. And I came to drop that message into your spirit today that after all the things that you have been through, you're still blessed. After all the folks that criticize you, after all the folks that throw you, try to throw you away, try to tell you you wouldn't make it, you're still blessed. And somebody is in one of those two places right now. You just realized that I'm blessed. But it's somebody else that's realizing I'm still blessed. After all I've been through, I still got joy. After all I've been through, I still got hope. After all I've been through, I still got peace. That's because I'm blessed. I wish I had somebody that would be able to type in this message. I'm blessed or I'm still blessed. Watch this. Whether you know it or not, in this season of coronavirus, you're blessed. I know I got people on the line that, that have lost family members and lost friends and uh, to this coronavirus, but you're still blessed. We're still blessed. We're still blessed to be in good health. We're still blessed to be in good strength. We're still blessed to be able to move around and, and like we are. We're still matter of fact, we're still blessed because we're still alive. And what 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 God was sharing with me this morning is He didn't take me out because I wasn't ready. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying you're blessed because God still allowed you to be on this side of earth. You're blessed because whether you know it or not, God could have took any one of us out. From the richest one of us to the poorest of us. He could have took any one of us out. But what he did was he kept us. And I thank God this morning. And that's why I can tell you right now that I'm blessed because I know that my God is a keeper. Because he's been keeping me this whole process. He's been keeping me this entire time. And I know that I'm blessed because my God is a keeper and he's been keeping me. I just said he didn't take us. Lord have mercy because we weren't ready. Well, pastor, how can you tell me that I'm not ready to go back to be with the Lord? Okay, let me give you some things right now that, that, and look at my notes really quick to tell you if you're not ready to go back with Christ, if you're not ready to transition, if you're not ready to go to heaven. Number one, if you still got out against your brother or your sister, you ain't ready to go nowhere. If you still got problems with your, with, with, you still hate on people, when you still criticize people, when you still talk about people, as a matter of fact, if you still, if you still allow people to get so much so into your skin, into your system, into your head, you ain't ready to go nowhere, baby. You might as well keep on living a little while longer until you can get delivered from people. That's one of the things that we got to ask God from deliverance from, and that is from people. We got to get delivered from what folks say about us. We got to get delivered from what we say about people. I know they talked about you. I know they criticized you. I know they keep keep your name on the signboard as the old church used to say. But I come to tell you this morning, until you get delivered from people, you ain't ready to go back home with God. You ain't ready to move and go forward and go to heaven if you're still worried about what folks say about you. If you're still a backstabber, 
If you're still a backstabber and you're still stabbing people in the back and you're still worried about being stabbed in your back, you're not ready to go back with God. Matter of fact, why this? If you're still hurt from some things and haven't been delivered from some things that happened to you 20 years ago and 30 years ago, you, what you got to understand is this right here. You cannot be ready to go to heaven with, uh, oh Lord, let me say it like this for the ones that's taking notes. You cannot be ready to go to heaven with a still an earthly mentality, a worldly mentality. When every time somebody says something to you, you're ready to snap back, you're ready to cuss them out, you're ready to fight. You can't be ready to go back for, with God that way. You still got a sinful nature, you still got a, a, a sinful mindset where you still smoke, you still drink, you still fornicate, you still do all those things on the side and call yourself a Christian, call yourself saved, and you haven't given up, up the sinful lifestyle, you're not ready to go back for God. And watch this right here, that's why you're blessed. You're blessed because God recognizes that you're not ready to go to the next level, which is heaven. And, and some of you get mad because you, you, you think you're ready to go to the next level in earth. But baby, you promise you, you're not ready to go to the next level in heaven if you still got sinful ways and sinful mindsets and sinful manners. It's time for you to clean up your life. You got to recognize it's a blessing to still be alive because if as long as I'm still here, I can get right some of the things that I've done wrong. Lord have mercy. You got to stop comparing your struggle with people. Watch this. I got in my notes. It says, be weary of people who always compare struggles but never congratulate victories. Be weary of people who always compare struggles but never congratulate victories. What are you saying, preacher? You better change your circle up in this season. Because you know if you know you're blessed and you know that you're still blessed, then what's going to take place and what's happening is everybody else is going to know that you're blessed. And some folks are going to try to attach themselves to your life. They're going to try to attach themselves to your ministry. They're going to try to attach themselves to your vision. They're going to try to attach themselves to you because they think that if I rub up against them long enough, then what's going to take place and happen is I'm going to be blessed too. But it don't work that way. You're blessed because of your relationship with Christ. And they got to get a relationship with Christ too in order to get blessed in this season. And people would attach themselves to you like barnacles on a ship. They attach themselves because they realize and understand that you're going somewhere. They realize that and understand that you're anointed for something greater. And what they do is they attach themselves to you. And now when you start going through, if you're connected to the wrong people, you can't get the right resources. Let me say it this right here. Let me say it like this right here. When you start going through struggle, you can't get no advice from somebody that's always going through struggle too. You need to get advice from somebody who came out of the struggle. Because what's going to happen is they're always going to give you a struggle mindset. They're also always going to give you a struggle testimony. But you need somebody that's going to be able to tell you and say, baby, I went through that and I trusted God and he brought me out on the other side. You can't keep holding on to people that don't want to come out. And that's the problem with so many people right now is they don't want to come out of struggle. They're comfortable with struggle because they never seen victory. And since they've never seen victory, 
what happens is they don't know what victory feels like. So they always got a struggle mentality because they don't know what victory looks like. But I need about five or five people on this this Facebook Live right now to, to just type. If you've ever been in victory before, just type, I know what victory feels like. And if you know what victory feels like, then you ought to be able to tell somebody a victorious testimony instead of, Lord have mercy, always talking about your struggle, always talking about your lack. If you serve a God that has a cattle on a thousand hills, then you ain't got to keep talking struggle all the time. Sometimes you can talk victory in the midst of your storm. Sometimes you can talk victory in the midst of your situation. You got to change your language. You got to change your circle. You got to change your atmosphere. As a matter of fact, baby, change whatever you got to change to get yourself to a place of victory. Lord have mercy. You can't win with the loser's mindset. You can't win with the mindset of always thinking about what you used to have. I know you used to have that car. I know you used to have that job, that house. But God took it away for a reason. And since he took it away, I'm going to use what he left me with to my advantage. Lord have mercy. Watch this. Joseph's brothers were, were, were constantly comparing and competing. They were constantly comparing and competing. Because they knew that the anointing was on Joseph's life because the Bible says that he was his father's favorite. It didn't say that he didn't love them. It didn't say that he didn't treat them right. But the Bible says it just that Joseph was his favorite because he was the one born to him in his old age. But the brothers couldn't deal with that. The brothers couldn't handle that. And you got to, Lord have mercy, you got to disconnect yourself from folk that can't handle your anointing. Okay, let me say this right here. I'm going to blow your mind. The best thing that happened to Joseph. Let me say it slower so you can catch up with me. The very best thing that happened to Joseph was what his brothers did to him. Lord have mercy. I felt that. The very best thing that ever happened to Pastor Freddie Williams is what the folks did to me. Lord have mercy. I can go home. I can go in my living room and watch TV right now. I can go somewhere else because the very best thing that ever happened to me was the negative things that happened to me. Why is that, Pastor? It's because those negative things made me pray harder. It was those negative things that made me trust God more. It was those times when I felt like I wasn't going to come out of it and then God brought me out of it that made me change my language. I went from victim to victorious. Lord have mercy. I went from always saying, why me? To saying, God, I know you're going to bring me out of this. Because if you did it before, I know you can do it some more. Matter of fact, type that in for me right now. If God did it before, I know he can do it some more. He's going to bring you out of every situation. But you got to stop getting mad. You got to stop getting weary. You got to stop being broken when God takes you through what he takes you through. Because he knows the end. You don't. He knows the end from your beginning. Lord have mercy. That thing is good to me. He knows your end from your beginning. That means when he begins to take you through a storm. That means when he begins to take you through a situation. He already knows that he got victory in mind. But what you got to do is you got to go through the test first. Lord, my homeboy David Dickens got a song says, I had to go through the test 
so that God could get the best out of me. Lord, my mercy, type that in right now if, if you are witness to that. Just type in real quick. I had to go through the test so that God could get the best out of me. Lord, have mercy. I'm having church right my, by myself. I had to go through the test so that God can get the best out of me. I had to go through what they said. I had to go through what they did. I had to lose the job. I had to lose the house. Whatever your testimony is, you had to go through it so that God can get the best out of you. Lord have mercy. I had to go through it. Joseph had to go through it. Hmm. Joseph had to go through the pit. Joseph had to go through the prison. Joseph had to go through the accusation. Lord have mercy. This is blessing me, y'all. Let me say that again. Joseph had to go through the pit. Joseph had to go through the prison. And I know y'all get thinking I'm getting ready to say the palace, but I ain't going to say the palace yet. Watch this. He also had to go through the accusation. Woo! He had to go through the pit first. He had to go through the prison. And he had to go through the allegation. Lord have mercy. He had to be thrown in something. That he couldn't get himself out of. That was the pit. Have you ever been in a situation. That you knew. if you The only person that could bring you out was God. Lord have mercy. I wish I had some folk that's been before a judge before. And the judge was, and the DA had already told you. Or your lawyer had already told you. Saying listen. Uh, it ain't nothing else I can do. You're going to get 5 years. You're going to get 10 years. You're going to get 20 years. And, and and what the judge said was. It's something about you. And I'm going to give you probation. Or, or something happened and they dismissed the case. You know for yourself that you did the crime. So automatically you know you should have been doing the crime. But what happened was. God stepped in right on time. I wish I had some folks that that was your testimony this morning that I serve a God that stepped in right on time. And when I was going through it, when I felt like I come and couldn't come out of it, he stepped in right on time. Then he had to go from the pit to the prison. He had to go through the allegations. Lord have mercy. Let's talk about the allegations. The accusers. The accusers are the brethren. Every single day you get accused. Watch this right here. You get accused of being holier than thou. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? You get accused for being stuck up. You get accused for, for not wanting to hang around with me anymore. Guess what? You're right. I, I don't want to hang around you no more. Because when I was hanging around with you, I was doing the wrong things. When I was hanging around with you, I was going to the wrong places. When I was hanging around with you, I always was in fear of my life. When I was hanging around with you, I was participating in things I had no business. And maturity as a Christian says, you can't keep going to the same places and expecting different results to happen. Maturity says, I got to change my ways. Maturity says, I can't keep, stay where I am and expect to be anointed and expect to be used by God. I got to change my surroundings. I got to change my circle. And in this season of your life, what you got to do is you got to make sure you get to a place where you understand that the pit is a blessing. That the prison was a blessing. And the accusation was a blessing. Watch this. He was accused. Lord have mercy. He was accused by somebody that wanted him, but he didn't want them. Let me say that again. He was accused by somebody that wanted him, but he didn't want. Doesn't that sound like a hater? 
Doesn't it sound like some of the haters on your job that's always going to the supervisor and telling the supervisor he was over there or she was over there and they get mad when the supervisor said, I know they're over there because I've given them permission to do that. I know they went over. I know they took a, a 15 minute extra break today because I've given them that, that permission to, to do that. Isn't it like some of the folks that on your job that, that they, they want to be you so bad? <laughs> Lord have mercy. They want to be you so bad. They always got something to say. The accusers. They're trying to catch you up in something. But baby, let me tell you, this is what relationship with Christ will do. The Bible says that he will hide you in his pavilion. The Bible says that, 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 that if you draw closer to him, he's going to draw closer to you. So what happens is when you start drawing closer to God, your mentality changes, your mindset changes. And now there's a new aura around you. There's a new, there's a new fence of protection around you. So even though you don't see the fence of protection, what happens is God picks it up and puts it around you every step of your way so that the enemies that hate you and the enemies that hate God don't get see victory. All they ever do is see you come out of what they tried to put you in. Lord have mercy. He went from the pit to the prison to accusations and watch this right here. Then he went and put his hope in somebody else other than God. He put his hope in somebody else other than God. What's your proof of that? He was in the, in the prison with the butler. Ain't that right? He was in the prison. And they were having dreams. They were having dreams and they were telling him all the dreams that they were having. He was in prison with them and he was translating dreams. And he put hope in them. Watch this. That one day, because I helped them, they're going to bring me out. Lord have mercy. And I know eventually it worked out like that. But, but what I want to tell you is this right here. Don't put your hope in people. Put your hope in God. Because when you put your hope in people, they always let you down. Because I can imagine Joseph at a point in time waiting on the butler and the baker to come back and get him out of that situation. I can imagine he went through depression because he put his hope in people. I can imagine he got discouraged. Because he put hope in people. Because he told them one thing to do. Remember me. When you get out of this prison. Remember me. I can imagine he went through a season of feeling so very badly. But watch this. Even though he went through that season of putting hope in somebody else. God still had all that in the plan. Isn't that crazy y'all? And I'm almost done. Isn't that crazy? That. Joseph was his father's favorite. He was a dreamer. The people closest to him hated him. They put him in a pit. They sold him into slavery. He ended up in prison. He then was accused. Lord have mercy. Then he put his hope in somebody else. And God's promise for his life. Still came to pass. Lord I feel that thing for somebody right there. That after all you've been through. God's promise for your life is still going to come to pass. I feel that thing for somebody on this live right now. That if after all you've been through. God's promise on your life 
is still coming to pass. Because once the butler and the baker got out, they still remembered him. It took some time, but they remembered. I was locked up with somebody who could translate this dream. And when they did, he got blessed. And he ended up being the governor. The governor, the ruler of the land at the time. And here's, what, here's how God turned situations around. When he became the governor and, a, and a, a famine hit the land and everybody, Lord have mercy, and everybody in the land had to come see the governor to get food, had to come see the governor get, to get provisions. Here's what happened. Those same brothers <laughs> that threw him in the pit were those same brothers that needed him to survive. Can I tell you something about Pastor Freddie? I know the people who talk about me. <laughs> I know the people that criticize me. But I never say a mumbling word about them. My members will tell you that. They will tell you that Pastor Freddie loves everybody. He loves the ones that stayed with him in ministry. He loves the ones that walked away from him in ministry. And the reason he loves them is because I don't know what season you're in right now. So I can't criticize you. I can't let your hurt be my hurt. Because when your hurt becomes my hurt, what happens is hurt people hurt people. So all I got to do is when you hurt me is to keep praying. Is when you talk about me is to keep talking to God. And watch this. And if God's word be true, those same ones that scandalize you, those same ones that criticize you are one day going to need you. Joseph could have been, <laughs> I ain't going to help them. I'm not going to help them at all. But Joseph remembered that my dream came to pass because of what they did to me. Y'all missed that. The first part of the dream, go back and read starting at chapter 37 of Genesis. The dream said that one day they were going to serve him. If they never threw him in the pit, Lord have mercy, they never would have got to the point where they ended up serving him. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying this right here. That what happens in your life, God already has it ready and prepared for you. And the reason he has it ready and prepared for you, because he says, I know the thoughts that I have for you. I know the thoughts that I have for you, says God. And those thoughts, thoughts are, at the end you win. Yeah, Joseph started out with that coat. And he probably walked around saying, I'm blessed. And feeling blessed. Then he went through the pit. I didn't say it wasn't a bad situation. I didn't say it didn't discourage him. I didn't say it didn't want him to make him feel like giving up. But then after the pit, after the prison, after the accusations, after putting hope in people, God still brought him out on the other side at the same way with his dream being intact. I come to prophesy to somebody this morning and that is this. 
at the end of your process, your dream will still be intact. Lord have mercy. I feel that thing. At the end of what you're going through right now, your dream will still be intact. I know it doesn't look like it will be. I know it doesn't feel like it will be. But at the end of this process that God has you going through, your dream will still be intact. I believe God is going to break gener generational curses through you. I believe that, that what happened to you as a child is not going to be the thing that takes you out. I believe what happened to you as a teenager, what happened to you as an adult. I believe that God is going to use everything that you went through so that the dream could still come to pass. The ones that's writing books, the ones that want to open businesses, the ones that still have, want to have children. I believe right now that something has to break. I tell you that song, Kiara Sheard and, and Tasha Cobbs got it. I don't know if you can hear it in the background, but it says something has to break. And that's my altar call right now. That's my prayer for you right now. Of you knowing that something has to break. I can imagine. And if we were in church right now, the musicians will be getting ready for altar call. The, the altar workers will be getting ready. Because I believe that I'm still blessed. After all I went through in life, I still believe I'm blessed. After all I went through, I still believe that God has his hands on my life. That's what you got to believe too. That after all I've been through, something got to break. I believe Joseph was in that prison. And after he was in the pit, thrown into slavery, thrown into prison, being accused of rape, putting his hope in the butler and the baker, I believe he may was sitting there something like this one night. My mama loves to rock back and forth. And if you know me too, when, I, when God starts dealing with me, I close my eyes and I start rocking back and forth. And I believe at that moment, Lord have mercy, I feel him right now, y'all. I believe at that moment that Joseph was praying in his spirit. I believe he was believing that something had to break. Something got to break in my situation. Some, I'm, I'm tired of being depressed all the time. Something's got to break. If that's you right now, before I pray, if you know it's you, forget about what anybody else on this live is going to think. If you need something to break in your life, I want you to type in that right now. Something's got to break. I want you to type it in right now. If you know that something got to break in your life, I want you to type that in right now. Something's got to break. Type it in right now. Something's got to break. Come on, if it's you, type it in right now. Something's got to break. I've been praying about it. I've been sowing seed on it. I've been fasting for it. Something's got to break. Something's got to break. I, it seems like I've been in this struggle for too long. Something's got to break. And right now I speak over your life as you're typing. That it's breaking right now in Jesus' name. That it's breaking right now in Jesus' name. That it's breaking right now in Jesus' name. 
I speak it over your life right now. I don't have to know what it is. Because God knows what it is. Something's got to break. Something's got to break in your situation. And as I speak to you right now, I pray for your situation. Here's what I need you to do. And, I, and I'm not there with you, but God is there with you. I want you to raise your hands right where you are. My hands are lifted as well. I want you to raise your hands right where you are. I can't see it. Forget about your family members that may be in the room with you, that may be looking at you crazy. They look at you crazy when you do TikTok videos. So why they can't look at you crazy while you're praising and worshiping God? Just lift those hands where you are and just begin to talk to God. And just tell him, God, I've been waiting for this breakthrough. I've been waiting for this moment. Now, God, I need you to send me a sign. And as Pastor Freddie begins to pray, God, I believe with my whole heart that something is breaking. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, at this moment, God, we have believers on the line. We have believers going through situations. And God, right now at this moment, they're crying out to you, Father. Saying that something has to break. Saying that they need something to break in their life. Saying that they need something to break in their situation. And Father God, I know you, you are the one that can destroy every yoke. I know you are the one, God, that can bring anybody out of bondage. So right now as I pray, God, I pray that, 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 that doors begin to open and ways begin to be made. Father God, I pray for the hard hearts of individuals right now. That be soft and long enough to, so that forgiveness can break through. And Father God, as I pray this prayer, God, I bind up the hand of the enemy on their lives. Father God, for I know that the enemy is standing right by to tell them that their breakthrough is not real. To tell them that this is just an emotional moment. But I tell that devil right now, you are a lie. They are not in a, this is not an emotional moment. This is an emotional breakthrough. And God, we use their tears right now. We use their hands being lifted up right now as a sign of surrendering to you, God. Saying, God, we believe that the breakthrough is here. And God, we thank you in advance. In Jesus' name we pray. Now here's what I need you to do. If you're on this live right now and you know for a fact you're not saved, it ain't nobody's business on this live, but let me walk you through how I walk people through salvation. Yeah, I can easily take you through Romans 10 and 9 and tell you to confess your sins and you should do that. Romans 10 and 9. Confess your sins and confess that you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. Then you are saved. That is correct. But it also takes a moment of surrendering. It takes a moment of surrendering your will for God's will. It takes a moment of surrendering your desires for God's desire long enough for him to come in and take control. You've been doing it yourself, your way for so long. Why not try it God's way? If you, if you know you're not saved, I want you to pray that prayer with me right now. Father, forgive me for all my sins. Father, I ask of you to create in me a clean heart and to renew in me the right spirit. Father, 
I need you now like never before. God, I believe that you died on the cross for me. And since I believe you died on the cross for me, I know that unlocked something in the kingdom of God concerning my life. God, I want to be saved. God, I want to be saved. And right now at this moment, God, I believe that I am saved. And I surrender my everything to you, God. I surrender my marriage. I surrender my relationships. I surrender my children. But most of all, God, I surrender me to you right now. If you are on this live and you just prayed that prayer, I, here's what I want you to do. Be bold in your walk and be bold in your talk. And it's going to take some time. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to just type, Pastor Freddie, I just gave my life to the Lord. And if you don't want to do that, inbox me later on and say, Pastor Freddie, I was one of those ones that gave my life to the Lord. I thank each and every one of you for coming on this live this morning. Amen. Bless each and every one of you. Something's got to break. You're blessed. Right now at this moment, you're blessed. And even when you go through a storm, you're still going to be blessed. Joseph went through everything he went through and came out on the other side. And he still was victorious. The dream started. Then hell came in the middle. But then the dream came to pass. Let me tell you, doesn't it sound like a book? Doesn't it sound like a book? The book starts out, I have a dream. But then all the chapters in between, the hell, the process, the pit, the palace, they lied on me. All of that comes in between in all of the chapters. Then in the end, victory comes. Victory comes. Bless each and every one of you. May heaven smile upon you. To God be the glory. Listen, I don't usually do this, but I'm saying it this morning. If you want to sow seed into our ministry, this ain't a sow seed ministry. My, my members will tell you that we survive just believing off God. We get our tithes, we get our offerings, and, and God provides the rest. We're a small ministry. We have about 20, 25 people on, on a regular. And, and, and if you want to sow seed into this ministry, all I ask you to do is just hit Cash App up and type in capital A. Of course, the dollar sign, the capital A, the capital O, the capital P, and all lowercase c. If you don't, watch this. If you don't sow into my ministry, watch this right here. That does not change that this word blessed you. So many people curse people because they ain't got money. <clears throat> so many people curse people because they don't sow into their ministry. Let me tell you something. Keep your mouth off God's people. Because there's going to be a season and there's going to be a time that those same people come back and will be willing to sow into your ministry. And I have a desire to sow into your ministry. But maybe they can't right now. Keep your mouth off God's people. I love everybody. Whether you have a dime or no dime at all. I love you. I love you. And yet ain't nothing you can do about it. Listen, get ready for some amazing things concerning Atmosphere Praise Ministries. Um, we're in the process of finalizing some things concerning our new location in the city of Wilson, North Carolina. I'm excited about it. If you want to be a part of our ministry, if you don't have a church home right now, and you say, Pastor Freddie, the way you broke this word down, the way you preached to me today, it really blessed me. It really blessed my heart. 
and I want to be a part of your ministry. If that's you, I want you to just type on the, uh, type in, Pastor Freddie, I want to be a part of your ministry. Pastor Freddie, I want to, I, I want to be a part of your ministry. I want to join your church. If, if that's you, just type it into Facebook. And the same thing, if that's you, type it into uh, Inbox Me. And we'll, we'll talk about it, okay? But I believe that this move that God is doing, we're, we're, we're moving to an awesome location, an awesome part of Wilson, and we're going to be able to bless people. If you know Atmosphere Praise Ministry, we love to feed people. Um, we love to do those things like that, and we're going to be feeding on a regular basis. But at the same time, we're also going to be uh, offering financial management classes. We're also going to offer, be offering GED classes. We're also going to be offering... Um, opportunities for people to, to grow better in their health. We have a Heart Matters class dealing with heart health that's going to be at that location. we got a lot of things that's going to bless the, the community in which we're in, and we want you to be a part of it. If you want to be a part of our ministry, that's all you have to do is let us know, hey, I'm, I'm down and I want to be a part of your ministry. I'm gone, y'all. Peace and blessings. Have a wonderful Sunday. Have a wonderful day. This is Pastor Freddie of Atmosphere Praise. Ministries, Wilson, North Carolina. Peace and love.